Welcome to Twofold Podcast. <laughs> I don't know how this intro is going to sound like to Welcome you. Welcome to the spooky Twofold Podcast, be, yeah. Jacob. Ooh, so many spooky movies. It may sound like we are together in the same room, but we are in fact suffering. Actually, I'm the one suffering from very, very bad so today internet. today we actually have a pretty cool episode, in my that. opinion. Um, looking forward to this episode. We had some very, very interesting films that I picked, picked by yours truly. Um, great um, uh, subject matter, very interesting. Um, we have two movies today. So we're, we're back to the old school twofold ways. We're back to the old two school folds. <laughs> yeah, baby. The school fold. And the movies I picked that we have today, as you're looking at your podcast catcher, you can see, you know, like on the image and the description is the 40-year-old version, not to be confused with the other movie with Steve Carell, mm -hmm. and Inside Lewin Davis. Both of these movies um, have to do with... Okay, so Johnny? <laughs> do you have power over Johnny if you're not the host? I wonder. Yeah, no, he doesn't, he doesn't seem to be moving. Go no, it's it, not. Give it a try, Phil. Ask Johnny <laughs> to play anything. I don't know. Johnny, hit uh -uh. the lights. Johnny, play no, the theme song. No, I think song. there's like a Did certain thing. He, he, yeah, he's just not moving at all. He's just um, staring at here, the one computer. Second, one second. Give me a moment yeah, Okay. Here. Let me just see if I can call up Johnny here. But you're the host, Jacob. I think you can just say it. I think the... Wait, wait he has a really long number. <laughs> <laughs> is, 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 is Telecom the down again? Numbers, the final, final numbers is five, 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 five. Okay. He's picking up. Hey man, uh, on your smoke break again? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, listen, um, do you just like pretty much smoke the entire time we we do the podcast? <laughs> we need the theme song. Don't you have that app where you can like remotely play it even you're outside? I think he showed okay. me Logic on his phone. Yeah, the Logic remote. Yeah. Okay, can you do that for us, please? <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. See you later. Bye. It's good. Nice. 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 Good. Nice good. job. What do you say? Uh, what do you say? He was like really annoyed. But that's classic Johnny. Yeah. He he, he got the message. <laughs> the Oracle told her to keep it. So um yeah, so two two musically themed movies. Um really cool. One, uh the forty year old version. <laughs> Phil's gonna edit himself out of that one. I think Phil's gonna be really late in this podcast. Five, six seconds is, late. Yeah, I'm gonna be super late. I'm going to be very slow and it's gonna be a nightmare and I'm apologize for the sinking. I know this is a no it's okay. we can just like wait for Phil to like when to, if we have a yeah. question or something, he'll just come. <laughs> I was so excited to talk about this, but now it's dampened. Dampened. So before we get into the movies, um, I wanted to say that the first movie is about a woman who is in her 40s and she's previously... Uh, no, she's not. She's turning 40. It's true. She's about to turn 40. Nice. Nice. Okay. Well, I thought she was already 40 at least. Like 40, exactly. Uh, and she's, you know, struggling to find herself because she used to be... Um, she, she won an award for being a playwright and that's kind of what her direction was. Mm -hmm. And... As, a, as she's about to turn 40, she's realizing that it's a, it's a struggle. And I think both these movies have the exact same theme running through them, which is struggling through what you want to do in life. Yeah. And she then finds herself 
uh, wanting to become a rapper, doing something different. And the other movie, Inside Lewin Davis, a uh, very similar concept, which is um, an individual um, trying to trying to pursue his dreams. I think both these movies are are the same thing, same theme. And Inside Lewin Davis is about uh, a singer songwriter um, trying to, you know, mm, he's not a it. songwriter. No way, really? These are not these are old folk songs they sing. That's amazing. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that whole scene is basically you take old folk songs and you sing them. I think Bob Dylan was one of the first who started like actually what? writing their songs. It's a revelation to me. See, this is why what? I have you guys on the podcast. I mean, I know a little it's bit. Amazing. I know really little about the, you know, the 50s uh, folk singing in Green Village. Yeah. Uh, it's not my style of music, <laughs> but um, yeah, this, this it's not my style either. This it's I know. amazing. No, I had no idea because I just I just assumed you know songwriter. I guess maybe I was looking at more from like a modern angle. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought that that's what he did. Yeah, yeah, totally. Amazing. Well, we'll get into that. So those are the two movies I picked. I think I picked pretty good movies. We're doing two of them again. <laughs> yeah, I love the I love the self. Uh, but no, I no, I agree. You picked some good movies for conversation, and, and I want to say that I'm. Proud I would have hoped if you you would we would let us yeah, tell you that. But, proud of yourself. But but here we go. Here we are. And both movies, I think, have a lot in common, and I think there's a lot of similar threads running through both. And I think that that is, you know. This I mean, is perfect. This is exactly what Tim wants. Jake getting the perfect it's true. It's true, and it's about music, which is you something more interested about. So I exactly. think. So I, I think you were on point this time. I think you prepared. Thank you. I Instead of the last well. minute on point, of on help. point. <laughs> yeah, I was worried. Totally, I was worried there for a second that I'd pick yeah. something that just wouldn't work. But I think that you know, not to overhype this, but I think we're in for in for a treat. <laughs> well, let's not let's not let's not. How could I how could I tell with the this might tone the of worst, your voice? The worst podcast ever. But it we'll, could be horrible. So first, first we jump, then we say okay, hop. Okay. Sorry, um, sorry. Let's go back. Let let's talk about some some good things before. What what are you guys up to? Oh, like life lockdown. Yeah. Oh, I just wanted to share a couple of things. Nothing super. Just suffering. <laughs> suffering. Um, I feel suffering because of his cheese house internet. It's crap. He's uh, late and, but his upload is good. So he sounds good to us, but we sound yeah, terrible. So that's to him. important. I think that's very important. important. So that's great. I sound great, but I, yeah. you guys sound like gibbering robots and transformers and I barely hear what you're saying. It's all for the show business, my friend. Exactly. You gotta, you gotta suffer for it to be good. Um, I know I gotta suffer gotta suffer um it's a lockdown over here starting from today back to lockdown right back to lockdown bad numbers uh stuck yeah. at home uh garbage can't go out unless go to store and, and yeah. i don't know walk a dog or something so yeah here no here no lockdown yet but but numbers not too good as well so yeah. who knows what will happen Any true cool, true uh, news updates for our listeners in the personal lives of phil jacobson if not, we can go on to the movies. It, honestly, um, like I, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm saying today is really nice autumn, <laughs> really nice autumn day outside, and we're supposed we're gonna do this photo shoot with with my daughter's cousins, the three witches running around the forest with her as a baby. It was gonna be amazing. So and wait, you're just, not allowed to. I can to go to the meet? forest if I want to. No, no, no you, but can't. you can't. Like I can go to the you, forest like, if I like want. Imprison you. No, I think there's a fine or something if you're just walking Oof. around. Not, but it's like, well, you can uh, maybe just walk around with a bag and pretend you're going to but the store. But you also got the army coming in, right? Like doing all those tests <laughs> now. 
from what yeah, I Yeah, that's true. We well, I don't think it's the army. It's just volunteers. The army of tests. That's how. Oh yeah, okay. I thought you like you made it sound like some good. Oh, oh, I read the headline. Oh. It said it said something like Slovakia something army something test, and I was like, "Whoa, man, you guys are going martial law." Well, they're <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's not. It's not the army, but essentially the plan is to test every citizen within three weeks. Right. And, and um. Then, Within, we'll, you'll know then. And then okay. And then you know, and if you're things. tested and you're negative, you got like, you can do stuff. And if you're positive, you got to go so weird. stay. What a bizarre stay home. world we live in. It's true. It's true. It's like those, uh, reminds me. I mean, it's, <laughs> reminds it's me still of those, out of the average. Like those Christian end of the world movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is like totally that. Like the 70s ones. Oh yeah, it's the mark of the beast. Yeah, yeah. But no, but like today, like I'm just reading the headlines and as people are like, Oh, don't believe about the testing. They just want to take your DNA and sell it to China. I'm like on Facebook. I'm like, what? Oh, shut up. Go China's away. China's going to do a lot with that DNA. We have these like 4 million Slovakians. <laughs> I just want, I just want to know what they're going to do with our DNA. Like, <laughs> are they going to clone another one of me? It's like, yeah, it's like, they're going to steal my podcast. It's like twofold yeah. with another Tim there. The database. Yeah, great. Timo Mayerski. I have to, I have to go to, running. I have to go to China and kill my clone. <laughs> Who knows, man? You, you might <laughs> yeah, be it's speaking good. too soon. It's, it's, in 10 um, years, maybe you'll in the Slovakian clones. It's true. It's in. like, it's like good. the Gemini man. <laughs> Tim is the Gemini man. <laughs> it's like good luck with my clone. He sucks. <laughs> maybe he'll be superior. You know. Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Muscular <laughs> in every way. The perfect physically, soldier. intellectually. <laughs> Slovak soldier. Uh, right. yeah. Have you guys ever watched that movie? Um, um, what's that called? Soldier. It's like Universal Soldier. You, you linked I, something. Phil linked something. Universal with, Soldier. With never. Never. Um, Is it Arnold? Faked. No, no. Deep faked onto. Oh, okay. It was a Jean Claude. Oh yeah, yeah, something? yeah. That was. It was a movie called Universal Soldier. I never saw it. I don't Me even either. want to. I think I've seen it maybe on TV, but I I don't remember much. Is that Jean Claude Damme or someone else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And someone like yes, 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 and I think it's directed face. by Paul W. Sanderson. I'm not sure. Anyway, that's what reminded me, like Universal Soldier. You know, the perfect soldier cloned. Yeah, yeah I think I watched the perfect soldier, but I don't remember anything from it. What about you, Jacob? Clone uh, to perfection. Honestly, not like a whole lot in terms of like just kind of more of the regular stuff. But I did start driving, <gasps> and uh, I drove from that's one, so cool, man. One in one city to another city. So I drove all night. 15. Excellent. And I have to say I'm proud by myself. That's the whole point. By myself. And I'm very proud of myself because I went from like just doing little stuff in town. Mm-hmm. By the way, I also got driving. Totally. Instructions. I don't know if you guys told you. Oh, yeah. You said you, you went oh, to a man. Nice. nice. Secret yeah. man. man. <laughs> That's <laughs> fantastic. Man, he tells you. <laughs> he was actually the boss of uh, like the driver, driving school. Oh, he got the, the premium package. Here. Yeah, premium package because like we called and uh, I went to the website to see like, you know, it says like our instructors. And there's like a lot of them, right? In the school. Yeah. And it's like the boss is like, you know, uh-huh. one of the instructors as well. And then I realized I, he was my instructor, the boss man. Oh. <gasps> uh, but he was a nice, you know, older older guy, but like really, you know, jolly fellow and, and nice. And he was calm. He was like, and he taught me a couple of things. Ah, uh, he's a jolly fellow. What did he call you? Yakov? Like John Goodman. Uh, we didn't even use names. No? He's like, <laughs> it was really interesting. It was like, first of all, we thought we to go. Bruja. Tito. I don't know what it is. Yeah, that's totally. <laughs> we thought that you have to go to the actual um, drive, driving school mm-hmm. and then we'll meet there. And on our way, like literally, because I asked him to do it like seven in the mornings before work, like seven mm-hmm. to eight, eight thirty. 
And we're both driving, uh, me and my wife, and we're getting, we're close to there. And then he calls me and he's like, uh, where do you live? I can come, you know, with the oh. car and just jump in. And <gasps> that's how we do it. And I'm like, oh, well, I was like, you can come. <laughs> oh yeah, you, yeah. You, know, you know what's funny i was expecting it's as, the it's as simple as that opposite story i was expecting call you and was like oh can you come pick me up at my house <laughs> yeah 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 just no. like ah yes of course the boss man and we, we went back and i know it was great because that's how they do it apparently i didn't know we came back to the house and he arrived with the you know the learner car mm-hmm. yeah, yeah um special brakes interesting things i don't know how interesting this is for people i can i can summarize in five minutes it was boring for people but uh, so our car is a petrol vehicle, and uh, the the car they have is diesel at the mm-hmm. at the school. And I thought, you know, obviously driving a diesel is different. It's a different feel. It's more responsive. You know, and I thought this would be a problem. Um, I wouldn't. I would disagree, like, though. I think. Okay, I well, think petrol is more responsive as in immediate. M- maybe it depends on the car model. Okay. Because for instance, like our car, you have to put a lot of gas, like to get it. To respond whereas in this car that i drove in with the guy it was like very very like more powerful like it just kind more of could be just a gas. more powerful yeah yeah could be a model anyway that's the first thing he's like don't worry he's like it's okay he's like it's all the same in the end don't worry <laughs> and we immediately like just from our place like immediately just he just gets out and he's like you know sit at the driver's seat and i thought we we're gonna like have some kind of i don't know preparation or like, <laughs> you know, like i was just thinking i don't know but no he's just like he's sitting yeah. there he's like, all right so he's like let me ask you so he's like you you know finished your driving uh stuff in the states he's like you know do you know how to drive a stick <laughs> and it's like these yeah. basic questions like i probably should know that'd be horrible if i didn't know if to like learn yeah. everything from the start anyway short story is that uh he taught me some tricks which are good number one is that i I was doing the too tricks, much of a Ken tricks Miles, of the trade. switching the gears. <laughs> I guess yeah, really the, like Ken, the spirit me. of Ken Miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just channeled him so much, where I just always went like, you know. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, no, he's like, he's like, just, just very easily, just move it. Did he show you with the two fingers? Like, look, it slots in. Who's he to deny the spirit of Ken Miles running through your bones? Yes. He had the three fingers, not two, three. Oh, the three, yeah, yeah, the three little slot. It just slides in. You just put it in the middle it's and then just push it and it goes where you want it to go. also taught you the way. I think they all go to the same, like, oracle for the three so. finger touch of the stick. <laughs> the same oracle? Like, look, it's so simple. It's, like, so smooth. And on his car, obviously, it's even smoother, right? Yeah, yeah. Transitioning. It's just like, whoa. And so that was the first thing. And I just had to keep, you know, pay attention to that. There was like some sort of new driving school rules, which they, like Paula told me that she didn't learn like that, but they like introduced it now where it's like, they're trying to be, I guess, more safe or I don't know what the reasoning is. But let's say, for instance, when you're slowing down, uh, he makes you brake without the clutch and then he makes you shift down gears and then he makes you come to a stop and then you shift again. Like, you know, those like procedures yeah, where, yeah. for instance, me, what I would do is literally just like put the clutch, brake, get to a stop, then change my gear. Yeah, that's it's more dangerous because you're, you're not bringing it with the engine. Yeah. So things like that okay. I have to pay attention to. Anyway, this is boring news. And then the second thing I also learned was uh, that I'm really, really not good at parking. Uh, and that was the most stressful part was like <laughs> the tricks of how to turn and aiming with the logo of the car and blah, 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 you know, these did, different things. Did you do the parallel parking the uphill? The logo of the car. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, like for instance, if you're, I don't want to describe all of the details, but like there's certain 
things you need to look at, you know, when you're facing a car a certain way and kind of... <laughs> you can't look a car directly in the eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> you no. must not show its fear because otherwise it'll attack. <laughs> no, we didn't do parallel parking on the hill, just regular parallel okay. parking. Okay, because that was the worst when I was learning to drive because you're horrible. like... Cause it's, and it was always like cold. You have to like, if it's too steep, you got to get out of there with the, with the handbrake, you know, give it a gas mm -hmm. under the handbrake, yeah, yeah. let go Didn't of the handbrake that. and then go, oh, it's just like, go. So, but I, I, that was some good things he taught me with parking just to like, you know, have some baseline to, to figure out. And so I'm just practicing that more. That's good. So that's my big news is that I, that I drove on the highway. I mean, I've driven on the highway before. But it was Very like good. All on my You're own. a king among men. Was the a driving master. Was, 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 was there a fat heroin addicted, um, jazz, uh, uh, musician in the back of your car talking about his experiences? Yeah. Yeah. He was. Yeah. He was. And, and he uh, sounded like John like, Goodman. Hey, I was like, get out of here <laughs> with, with a stick. Oh, that's his... what he was. Heroin addict. See, I didn't figure that one out either. He had like a tube around his arm. I thought that was like, like some interview. By the food. way, spoilers. <laughs> okay, anyway, that was my story. I'm <laughs> with my driving stories. Uh, Phil, what about you? Nothing. <laughs> Just the biggest delay. Literally nothing. It's okay. It's okay. Literally nothing. Just, I, the only thing I could say is that I've been having bad dreams for like three consecutive nights. That's bad. What you dreaming? Sucks. Did you watch something spooky? That's about it. You getting chased by a man on oh, a bull no, with a shotgun? Just, 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 just really depressing. No, no, it's not. <laughs> not that. So that kind of sucks. I don't know what to do. I'm gonna probably try to go to bed earlier. That's the oh, probably. Do you eat lots of food before sleep? That's usually that usually causes question, my. You know what? I probably did eat a lot of food before I went to sleep these past two days. I think that might be the case. But then like again, you know, I fried foods or warm foods or things like that. I watched all those. So during this during the summer, I watched all these Marvel films, mm -hmm. and it was a ritual of me to start watching one of these movies almost like like every three days. Mm -hmm. Um, with a pint of beer and a frozen pizza. Not cooked. At two in the morning. <laughs> That's <laughs> where I started just, watching Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. I, and I had no bad dreams at all. Yeah. Oh, okay. But to just could these be past three days, not so good. An not old so wives' great. tale, the whole, what is it, whatever the expression is, the old, you know, bad, uh, fat foods before sleeping. Who knows? It could be, could be. Could be. So, so I know, dreams. but like, I just told you, like, Every Marvel film now I'm associating with frozen pizza because I've just been eating frozen pizza and watching oh, MCU films this whole summer, you know what I mean? Speaking of uh, watching... I had no bad dreams. Everything was fine. Speaking of watching lots of things, are we finally... Well, you know, you have a child and it's like uh, watching things is... Uh, it's, not the, it's not always possible. Like, because she had... Uh, our, uh, our daughter, she had her last vaccine and she had a reaction. She had fevers and then her teeth were coming in. And it was just, it was just like a bad time. But then she was feeling okay. And we get to watch um, on Netflix, uh, Haunting of Bly Manor, which is a sequel. Oh, I thought that was on, that was trending on the social media. Oh yeah. Speaking of which, the spooky movies, where did that go? This October well, is true. Like, is Jake is the here, fear so of... Right before Halloween, I'm giving you music. The, <laughs> that's true. Phil, you're our only perfect. hope. Uh, for, for, for still some spookiness. But I think I'm going to be late this next time, right? Why don't we do the special I'm not going to be here for October spooky special. special. Remember the special we talked about on the chat the other day? Spooky special? Not that spooky for Jacob. 
Would we lose Phil? What's oh happening? yeah, let's do the spook. Okay. <gasps> that would be amazing. <laughs> anyway, uh, you guys are laughing because I'm so late, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. so yeah, no, we watched Blind Manor. We enjoyed it, but I think the first season, which because it's an anthology series, so the first season, the second season are not connected. They're even called differently. The first one is called The Haunting of Hill House, and this one's called Haunting mm-hmm. of Bly Manor. I like Hill House more, and I remembered what a good show that was, Haunting of Hill oh, House. It's a show. Yeah, it's a show. It's a Netflix okay. show. It's really good. So there, cool. there's a movie called House on Haunted Hill, yeah, and then there's one. a remake of House on Haunted Hill, and now there's The Haunting of Hill House. <laughs> is there like a housing of haunted hills? What? Is there like <sighs> you guys, haunted, haunted housing, housing est- estate? estate. <laughs> no, just the only house. Maybe, maybe, maybe in the future there'll be like a state. I understand. The haunted estate of... Yeah. The haunted estate. The, house, the housing... Of <laughs> the housing crisis anyway, of Haunted Hill Manor. I think that, that's good for that section, right? I think we're good for that section, right? Johnny, yeah, do you yeah, have that yeah, one okay. in the can? Good. good. Yeah, yeah, horrible. Let's talk, let's about, talk about your movies. Listen, yeah, I want to say, uh, Tim, you're a man of music, as am I am. Phil, you are also a man of music in a different sense, but I would say less of a music man. Um <laughs> So <laughs> you're, you're, you're a man, man of, of music, music, but, but less, less of a music, of a music man. man yeah. That's actually pretty good. That's a very good way of describing <laughs> but it. But it's true. I think it's accurate. And so I'm yeah. curious to see, you know, how you guys both perceive these movies and how you experience them. And in general, I just wanted to hear, you know, what did you guys think right off the bat? Like, just tell me what you guys thought of the movies. There's one thing that I really enjoyed about these two movies, as that's something that we talked about before that I really don't like about um, movies in general and like sort of uh more mainstream movies in general like hollywood movies in general always when it's like a like an artist journey either you know like a painter or a uh especially musicians like an artist uh like a biography or like a movie about it especially musicians it's treated like a weird um like uh like a sports thing right it's always the success story of someone super famous right and and it's like it's always like from someone who's like like top tier right as far as success is right mm-hmm. as far as like you know how people much love them and how much you know like they're successful as far as the business and it's always looked from that point of view where they completed that journey and obviously they worked hard on it so it always sends this message you know if you believe and if you work hard you will achieve this also this greatness right but the truth is is that that's like one percent of like musicians less than even maybe less than that achieve that like high level of greatness the height of greatness. yeah the height like of the success and i think also to add to what you're saying is that there's that classic arc of um uh struggle failure mega failure mega success that's kind of how all those yeah biographies uh, autobiography <laughs> sorry yeah but like, it's essentially that you're like you know go. like the artist the musician right and the, the worst thing about it like the 99 percent of musicians then have the skewed like um uh, perception perception and, and and just a weird tart like uh that's the goal to to reach mm-hmm. there because but they'll, they'll never reach that because like what i've learned so far in my experience yeah. in my life and just even just to listen to interviews and talking to musicians even those musicians who are successful there's so many different variables and and your fortune and luck and who you meet how what people like you and everything that goes in to having to be that successful that you know mm-hmm. it's it's 
it's impossible to just replicate with hard work like there's so many that but i think that also something that doesn't get talked about is the price right uh, of that yeah. success i mean that's something that's pretty much no one talks about because if you are someone that's successful yeah. you are also a very successful business person and uh, you understand how to run your own personal brand i mean you don't have to be you, but that's the thing you, you don't have to be but i'm just saying that you have to understand how to maneuver right the public you know sphere and also the whatever industry you're in and you you know you have to understand that your success rides on your how people perceive you too and and it's even like yeah that is the case but if it's the case you you are not responsible for that side let's say you're just talented and you're just working mm. on your thing and there's like a whole business like let's say a label or something like that that does all that and all of a sudden you are super famous right and you don't even know how you got there because you weren't even pursuing that like that it's even worse you know like you have all these people uh, right. who kill themselves at age 27 and mm-hmm. they're height of the popularity i'm pretty sure that's got to do with that it's just that you can't oh, yeah. comprehend you mean like uh What's her name? Everyone, even including Kirk Cobain, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, Amy Winehouse and, and, you know, Mac Miller and all these people. It's just that... That's what I wanted to say that also, you know, it depends on the personality type you already are before. Yeah. For instance, you were successful or famous. Because I think that you could make a case that the people who are very successful and very famous and who sustain that throughout a multi-decade career, there are people who can handle that, you know, psychologically. Yeah. I'm not saying they're necessarily stronger, but they're just wired in a certain way. This is my theory, by the way. They're wired in a certain way to be able to handle that at scale. Like they can handle something small uh, in terms of success, but they can also handle something that's just like, you know, just yeah. insane, insane amount of success. And that's just because they're those kinds of people or they just practiced, you know, sustaining that over time. Where I think, like you mentioned, Tim, some people who just find themselves an overnight success, especially, they just don't know how to handle it. I mean, like, you know, just think about people like us. I mean, who, who knows, you know, if, if that's even, you know, how you'd handle that. Maybe you would, yeah. maybe you wouldn't. Who knows? Especially in, in the shorter the term is, like, the less you have the transition to build up the skills to handle that. Yeah. And I think also there's that added also pressure that I think not many people talk about is that, you know, to be... um to have one success isn't enough, right? You need to sustain that, you know? And so maybe that's also why some people fail is because they maybe have one success and then they're just thinking the pressure of how am I going to succeed, you know, for the second album, for the second movie or whatever. And now that's interrupting their, you know, artistic, so to speak, flow. But the people I think who are successful, they don't think about that. They just think about, I need to make the next thing or a million factors. What I wanted to basically say at the beginning, just to, just to, just to go back to the point. So if you have this model, if this is the movies that you're seeing, if this is the model of success, which is only achievable to a really small faction, you're going to have a lot of people who are depressed and sad because they're not going to ever going to reach that. Even though if you look at the art itself, it's, you know, if you look at it somehow, somehow objectively, which is impossible, it's probably on the same level. It doesn't matter. It's just, yeah. It, it's it's an achievable goal that will make you sad. And, and, and that's why I think movies like this are important to be made just because it I agree. levels the plane a little bit more and it, it removes this weird pressure of like you either be the greatest, you know, the rock star in the world or you're nothing and you're uh, a, a failure. You know, because a failure. that's exactly what success is, right? Or worse, yeah. that's that the, your music needs to be always validated in order for it to have worth, for instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from that yeah, point of view, yeah, I think yeah. these are two good examples of movies that um, uh, show that other side yeah. that I think is not as much 
shown? I would say to me, it's like one is mm-hmm. the new one, the 40 year old version is more optimistic and more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little more like I, inspiring, quote unquote. Inspiring, yeah. And this one's this, uh, the Coen Brothers one is a little bit more Hard-boiled. cynical, a little bit more ironic which is uh, mm-hmm. and and I and I actually enjoyed both and for for what they were I think the the first one in its you know kind of it was charming and this one was like you know like that Cohen brother sort of ironic comedy where you, you can see the tragedy you can see <laughs> all the bad things but it's not it's not like you know dreadful it's more like okay yeah well I think honestly the second movie I totally agree with what you said I think the the inside Lewin Davis film was a more like hard boiled um you know, like this is reality mm-hmm. at its, you know, toughest. And there's, there's not that, there's no headroom, like breathing room, you know, in, in that scenario. But then <laughs> yeah, the 40 yeah. year old version, you know, has that sort of headroom where it's just the, the possibilities are kind of still there, you know, despite whatever happens to the person. Yeah. And so you get those, you know, and it also depends on perspective and circumstance and all kinds of stuff. But both are true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, both it's also possibilities. Yeah. To look at sort of also what I want to ask, uh, especially Phil, is that from a filmmaking perspective, this was directed and written by Radha herself, right? By, by the actress. Now. By the actress. Yes. yes. And this is her first yeah, feature yeah. film. It was interesting to me because, yeah, and it was, and she's also most likely also just about to be 40 or yes. was at the Question, time. Question, guys, or, you probably you know, did some like more that. research than me, the host, but did, uh, is this like based on her life or is this a fictional story or I didn't figure that yeah, out? Yeah, yeah. Apparently it's based on her experience yeah. doing exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's probably exaggerated. It's, so it's autobiographical. You know, like even inside David Lewis. It, is, of course, it's exaggerated. It's loosely based on a character, this guy. Um, uh, his name was uh, Dave Van Rock, Ronk. Hmm. Uh, a character from from that era who was doing uh, music folk folk songs in the hmm. Green Village, and they kind of they, he did a biography, and they took some stuff from there, but just kind of general. They also took I want to share with you. Yeah. They took the art exactly. They read it exactly. Oh, on the album. cover. Yeah, look at this. Inside Dave Van Ronk. Yeah. Yep. Look at that. Don't send me anything. My internet's bad. I can't see look, anything. Look at describe it. it to you. Look at it. It's in the Discord. It's it's exactly the... <laughs> they took it for his album when he shows it, that, that label guy. And it's still loading for me. And there's the cat. Oh, finally. There we go. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, Just wow. loosely based on this oh, guy. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Okay, so because... Listen. Okay, listen to me now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do you want to say me. about the... No, I wanted to ask you, like, version. what do you... Cause the, and then, so you have that. This is our first whatever movie. And then you have basically Masters, you know, yeah. 30 years of of cranking out amazing, you know, universally oh, yeah, acclaimed yeah, yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Coen Brothers. How did you feel? Was there, like, a difference okay. between watching those two movies as far as, like, a technical or, like, a movie-making well, experience? I mean, like, look, there's a, there's a more... I can tell you that there's a more of a professional expertise and shine on Luli. Whatever his name is. I don't remember Lewin. Like, yeah. He's well Lewin. There was a there was a there was more of a there was like a more like you can tell like intentions on that one, you know, when the mm-hmm. cuts go back and forth and stuff like that. And then you can feel that it's like you know, chick, 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 this is happening. This is happening. No time wasted. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, sequential maybe. Uh, with with the other with 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 forty year old version, 
I'm going to have to tell you this. This is very curious of, uh, just as a, like for a film. Mm -hmm. When I started watching it, I was like, oh no, am I not going to like this movie? Because like, it felt like a little bit of The Office, kind of like Ricky Gervais, you know, making his movie. You know what I mean? Did you also feel you were questioning, is it a documentary? Is it a movie when it started? Like, I think the first minute I was like, is this going to be a documentary or is this going to be a movie? I can't tell. I don't know. (laughs) I can't. I don't know until. Yeah. I didn't know. Right, right, right. I had seen the trailer. Um, And I didn't, and I didn't know what it was, but I was like, when I was watching it, um, I'm going to have to be straight out here. The first half did not grab me at all. Like I felt like, oh no. Remind me what's the first half. It doesn't feel very good. Like it just, it feels kind of corny. That's what it felt like. It felt like some jokes weren't landing. It wasn't, you know, it was, there's a few bits where it wasn't. The first half is essentially her, um, her essentially saying no to a lot of, uh, the play, like, <laughs> oh yeah, doing the play thing with the with there's, the kids, getting her, and then yeah, she's got the kids trying to start rapping. It's cool, and then she her also agent right, and she has um, her agent, her like gay uh, Korean dude, and then she also has that theater she's doing the workshop in with that like mm-hmm. weird uh, yeah meditating with that eccentric guy. man yeah yeah yeah. So, <laughs> yeah yeah. This reminded me yeah the, the so eccentric um, you, the, the theater director. How did no, you... because it felt like it felt like this feels like someone like a first movie, and mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things that reminded me of hmm. film school a lot. Mm-hmm. There's really? a f- few like aspects and parts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like there's like looking at phones and stuff like that. That's usually like I mean that's not like what can phones? you do? There's phones and they exist, right? But like it, you know, like like close-ups of texting and uh, there's like mm-hmm. especially with her agent friend there was like a bunch of like exposition that wasn't needed because we knew this information already, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Hmm. But I'm going to have to tell you that going through that, once she starts rapping and once there's that whole thing going on where she's pursuing that and she's interested in that, the next half of the movie was really great. And I really liked it. Okay. That's really interesting to hear. I have to say for me, both the movies, uh, I surprised, my, surprised myself that I really enjoyed both movies almost equally. And I actually like both movies a lot. Um, Different, obviously, style, different uh, tone. But it's interesting you mentioned that about the 40-year-old version, because for me, I think I almost immediately got into it uh, in the first five or ten minutes. Maybe because I found the the story. It just felt like Ricky Gervais or something. I Mm. don't know. That's weird, because I had none of those vibes. To me, it felt like, you know, I liked that you didn't know necessarily uh, what was going to happen because of the nature of the story it didn't it felt much less sort of uh um scripted in that sense because you're yeah. watching and you're like oh man like what's going to happen then you always ask yourself you know what kind of story is this going to be you never expected her to be like a failure in the sense of her abilities with mm-hmm. rapping but you do also ask yourself like what's going to happen in the scene like is this going to be like the first you know time she does something that's really horrible like she goes and works with that guy d and you're like, maybe he's going to be like, yeah, well, you need to work on <laughs> oh, that. Oh, yeah, D. Yeah. And um, D was cool. He was just like, yeah, he was, he was cool. He was cool. His way of communication is hilarious. We got to earn our um, expletive uh, badge on oh. iTunes somehow. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. We, 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 can, we can wear it. We can wear it. No, no, we have it. We ha- 
We already oh, have. No, no, we wear it. Quota. It's fine. Yes, yeah, true. It's true. Gotta use up, use up the quota. <laughs> use up a quota. You put one swear word in there. Where's that, where's that song again? No, but it's, it's funny because like, like all the other episodes, we like don't even swear. Like I think the last ten episodes, like, it's like yeah, yeah. a single one, and a freaking <laughs> badge is there. Uh, but no, the D was cool. I like that. I love, I love about the way that um, he was just like always uh, just ignoring, and then when he talked, he talked so quiet i half of the time i had no idea what he was saying yeah. like you would wait for the reaction from <laughs> uh, from rada to actually find out what the context was like what the hell is he I saying <laughs> I, I just love the whole vibe of the whole story and i just like learning about the like these other people who are coming to the story i just found it very you know fascinating and sort of what this person was trying to do i liked it too and you know i found it really what cool. i what i liked about it as well is for me the charm was that kind of uh, I I don't I know you guys don't agree, but it was like half professional, half amateur look. I don't know. It, that's what it felt like to me. But what I what I feel like it brought to it was, um, something that I can relate to when I was making movies or when I was watching movies that other people made, like at film school and stuff like that. And that's, uh, just feeling that it's from a real place and it's real people. You know what I mean? It's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. It felt more real but in the yeah. in the positive way real because like when you're looking at the coen brothers movie um yeah that was that's like movie real you know what mm-hmm. i mean it's real but it's not yeah real, real. You, you, you like it's so professional that you don't feel like it's like people from that area right. yeah yeah no you, know? de- you definitely stretched out like, like it's sort of heightened yes it's a heightened version whereas this feels almost like you ask yourself i was asking myself the entire time like you know is that a true story is this you know did this person do that you know which is cool because then it adds to that layer of you being in it with them yeah and it also helps relate to you know to whatever you're doing i think also to add what phil was saying i and i don't know if you guys had the same feeling so, so let me know i had a feeling because she might not have acted before so she was a little bit of comfortable especially in the scenes when it was a little bit more than just talking so like fighting or it was an emotional scene i could i could sense like she was maybe uncomfortable in front of the cameras and i think that added to a level of realism like unintentionally like in a different could scenario be, yeah. if this was a hollywood movie that performance would like a movie movie that performance would stick out out, out of the other ones because there would be like actors for a movie and that has a certain kind of acting but for in this like the cameras they used and how everything was set up i think yeah. it just added like a little bit more into, like and made it a little bit more intense i don't know what, did you guys feel yeah. anything like that yeah, I mean, like, I just felt like the the first movie was more sort of raw, for lack of a better term. Not in a technical sense, but it just felt like a more, it felt a little bit less polished in where it's coming from. Mm. You know, like this person kind of, you know, I think she, she wrote and directed it, you know, you can just feel that that all that energy and, and experience was put into a sort of narrative story, or more like, I would even say like a, documentation it was really nice almost, which yeah. is cool like something very very cool I, li- I liked it and i feel like that's like i think that's the best way to like that's one of the most ideal things to start out with if you're making movies at the mm. beginning if you have something that you really care about and something that you know so well you can do something about yourself and it really works out yeah yeah i, 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 I think, think for it me should, like especially with that play man <laughs> oh the play the oh, rewritten play i think the harlem play oh yeah with the with the white neighbor oh dude look one thing about this is i love that they heightened up the white people the white people felt so gross as as a white person because you're like surrounded by 
by this black community and you're watching and you feel so comfortable and then those weird white people come in and you're just like i'm so, I'm so embarrassed of my like super <laughs> super awkward and cringy and just like disgusting look at them the old white people going ah. and and they're like, they're like we're hip are like, these are great we would like to do play. thing yeah oh man it's like yeah the play i could, it was, uh, I could, I could barely watch honestly the soy like, milk scene the soy like, milk is more it's like it's like so like heavy-handed like oh the white people need to understand the message too (laughs) so bad (laughs) so two two things one thing i like about both these movies a lot and uh it's something that i realized uh in general is that uh both these films show us what it's like to like go after something you want to do right as an adult and just realizing how there is no manual, there is there is absolutely no way of pursuing what you want to do. It's up to you, one hundred percent. And it's a free for all, right? You have to know the people you have to know. You have to, you know, go meet basically strangers and ask them for favors. <clears throat> and it's interesting because, like for instance, growing up, right, you always have this. Well, not everyone, but let's say I did. You you have this uh, sense of that. You finish, you know, high school or college, and then you're sort of just how somehow automatically put into whatever you want to pursue, <laughs> right? It's like the machine. This, you get like kind of like placed in there, like you apply, you know, almost like a job. Like I want to be a musician, right? A, a man shows up at your door, right? And he's like, okay, you finished college, so what are you going to be? Musician? Okay, here's your papers. Now you're a musician. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that, right? Yeah, you just, yeah have a feeling that it should be that simple or maybe a couple of more steps one one two three four you know okay like yeah, yeah you meet the right person and that person you know they're all for you and they just they sign you and you're you're, you're you know whatever you want to do and, and both these movies just really really i think well show how in anything you want to do and in, in any industry is that it's at the end of the day it's you literally going randomly you know picking up the phone or emailing mm-hmm. that yeah person. randomly waddling around it's, like it's all like random she does. It's just like you just you just decide consciously i'm going to email this person and ask them if you know the great example is she finds this i am struggling with that today oh <laughs> she finds internet. this person right d she's like on instagram yeah. right and and then that scene where she goes into that apartment like that's a perfect example of anything you do you find yourself <laughs> yes. situations where that gave me so many flashbacks man you're looking around, you're like, and you're thinking like, I know I have to do this. This is something new for me. I don't know what to do here. What's the procedure? But at the same time, I have to play it cool because you just don't go in there. You'd ruin it if you say like, hey, I want to be a rapper, you know, ruins it, right? Yeah. You have to go along with it and see what other people do. And then then you finally learn. And that's kind of experience in general, right? You learn how it's done. And then the second time is normal. The third time is even more normal. And then you realize that's how you do it in that world, but not necessarily in another world. Yeah. And I just love that because it really just um, made it so obvious how, how a lot of those things happen in, in general life. And again, at the end of the day, it's literally you making the decision to do something. And, you know, if you don't, then that person or thing you want to do won't show up because it never, you never actually went and did it. Yeah, and and I really like it because it's what Tim said in the Matrix podcast. Don't wait for your Morpheus because he might not. Show up. <laughs> exactly. exactly, exactly. We were all wait, waiting for a Morpheus. But I, what I like about about your uh, the, the choices of the two movies that you have the essentially the same attitude, but 
one movie is the the Rada one, the the forty old version, is when it goes right in a way, mm-hmm. and then the uh, Lewis one is when it goes wrong. Essentially, is that because there is no guarantee that either of those will work? That's the that's the risk, and that's mm-hmm. what you got. You got to put yourself out if you want to be. Um, you know, like, cause, cause there's no, there's no even goal to it because if you're, if you're an artist and you want to self-express, I mean, you're not an entrepreneur. You can't, you can't count your measure and how much, yeah, what million, does that mean? You know, like yep. if you're an entrepreneur and you want to make a million, uh, um, you know, dollars, you can use an artist and, you know, you make them into a business and they earn a million dollars and that, that's your check mark and that's your goal. What the hell is when you're an artist? What, what is what you know? Like if you just create that art, maybe they're they're self-imposed goals, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's also depends the on the form of that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you know, like in, I would think like Lewis, he was sort of like depressed because yeah, he did what he wanted, but maybe the recognition was well, obviously he didn't have any money, but also it was well, like a weird cycle that he was in, and that you know, I think you have to also you know juxtapose both of these is that. You know, we have examples of two different kinds of people and attitudes. Oh, definitely. Right. Yes. Like if you look at Inside Lewin Davis, when I was watching it, you know, at the end, I, I thought to myself, like, this is this is sad. You know, what happened? <laughs> Everything makes you feel this is a sad story, really. This is but sad. Then, then and he's also an back, asshole, too. <laughs> sorry? And he's also an asshole, too. That's all I wanted to say. You look back and just watching the movie and you realize, yeah, well, he did this too. I mean, look at how he treats people. Look exactly. at his attitude. Cats like, of too. Of course, it's horrible <laughs> that he's, you know, in such a horrible place and he's in this loop failure. Yeah. But I mean, my goodness, the way he, you know, just speaks to people. And my favorite, my favorite scene is where he's, <laughs> he's such at a the, dick. Um, That's amazing. At the, rich, at the rich folks place, yeah, yeah. right? They invited him. Oh, he they invited him over, right? And he's like, I got he basically. I don't cat. think he's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he basically doesn't. I don't think he's. He had a place. Like he has a place he where. He doesn't have a place. He has no yeah, place. Yeah. His parents sold the place, and he's just like sleeping on people's couches. I think it's got like. I think it, historically, it's at the end of that whole underground era of the uh, folk revival in New York, and that specific mm. those specific clubs. Like, like there was this whole thing where people came into these clubs and they sung all like all across america traditional like folk songs and that was the scene and i think that broke when dylan became famous and you know like just sort of like any sort of underground scene one person or something like that becomes famous and everyone gets sick of it and that's it right you know what i mean and i think that was at the end because we even at the end of the movie we see bob dylan playing in the club Well, the end is alluding to like, like you said, that one. Oh, person. was that Bob Dylan? I had no idea who yeah, that yeah. is. I'm so like uneducated <laughs> in all kinds of music. Do I sense more? So I just twofold podcast special where Tim gives music lessons to no. Jacob. Oh, not Jacob. Sorry, to Tim Phillip. educates J- Tim educates Phil on music, music, <laughs> popular music history. Oh man, music That's of the 20th special. century. You want to do it? Yeah, because yeah. I have no idea. You, watch, you're gonna you're gonna hear how stupid movies. my. It's true. Oh, crazy. Anyway, please, I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. Um, sorry, there was a lot of delay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. In that sequence where he comes... Uh, so yeah, I want to say the ending was, to add to what you said, alluding to Bob Dylan being one of those famous p- people who came, became famous from that folk scene, yeah. right? As an exception. And then you see sort of the contrast with Lewin, where it's like Lewin was trying, you know, maybe he was just as good or maybe just shy worse than Dylan. But he didn't, you know, succeed in that sense. 
Yeah. Anyway, I wanted to say that that sequence when he's at the rich folks place and there's sort of like all these people who are you know, obviously doing better financially in their higher social economic, socioeconomic yeah. class. And when they <laughs> ask him to, to play a song and he, you know, loses it. Right. And he's, yeah. he brings on this, you yeah, know, yeah, his yeah. ego comes in full force, 100,000%. 100, <laughs> I'm not a trained monkey, you know, to, yeah. you wouldn't ask, I wouldn't ask you to be lecturing us, you know, on the Zulu or whatever. <laughs> and, um, like that was such a, such a prime example of, I think that hopefully something you learn, like as you go, get older and have experience successful or not successful, you know, how you define that is that you, you know, you, it doesn't matter if you're a musician or how you look at your own art or whatever, when you're in a different context, you know, yeah, you don't, you don't, you know, shout at people and, and tell them that you can't, you physically can't play a song for them. You know, what is two minutes of playing a song? Everyone's happy. You know, the vibe is great and you're a, a, a decent person, you know? Yeah. But here we have this guy who does the complete opposite and then he wonders why he's in that situation. I think that sort of shows the, you know, level of expertise of the Coen brothers because they wrote that character pretty well is that you also feel sorry for him because of, you know, the way, you know, he's struggling and he's not getting uh, the attention he wants. His partner killed himself, so he's dealing with that still. And and there's all these things, but yet on the other side, he he doesn't have a lot of redemption. There's never that, you know... um sort of jolly good feeling moment where you know everything's forgiven to him or he's redeemed or anything like that it still stays in there and and then he manifests in these <laughs> thick ways all across this movie treating animals and people wrong and yeah there's a perfect perfect scene of just when he's driving back from chicago with that dude and he sees the sign for the city where his possible son mm -hmm. lives yes and he just drives yes. by. <laughs> it's just perfectly encapsulates that character. It's just like, oh, maybe I should. Oh no, maybe. You know? And then no, no. Yeah. And it's 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 perfect. Like when but you. You know what? That's that that's that's so relatable though. <laughs> what do you mean? You have a son somewhere what there, happened? Philip? No, 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 not like that. In Albuquerque, it's like it no, no, no. It's, it's just now. it's just letting something pass by. You know, you you have this idea to do something, or like you see, so you have a re reaction to something personal, and then you see an opportunity, even though if it's it, it's a little Tim inconvenient. So much like opportunity, and you kind of just letting let go. He's just like you know, I know, yeah, yeah. stuff I'm behind him, putting in a different like. There's there's people reaching out to him. There's people. He's just too focused on this whole like you know. I created. I'm creating something good here, and he is talented. I would say I'm creating right. something here, and I'm not being you know uh, recognized for it or, or whatever it is. I'm not. Uh, yeah, and it's well, like. Well, why is this happening? And he just lashes out. Everyone, anyone who's like his sister's trying to reach out to him nicely. His, I mean, he has so many people around yes. him who really genuinely, like they're doing the, the <laughs> yeah. least they can do, but they're actually doing the, like a lot for him, you know? Yeah. Including strangers and everyone. It's just like, he's he just, just can't see it. Left yep. and right. Yes. He's just rejecting any help. And including that guy who's just talking about jazz. Oh, yeah. yeah. The jazz bands. <laughs> just abandoned the jazz man with just a cat in a, in a car all, and you know another yeah. scene that was a good example of that was when he got those columbia session remember with uh his friend who's like trying to be more like a com with justin timberlake artist, justin timberlake right? and kylo ren yeah yeah yeah. Kylo and kylo ren, ren so <laughs> we have yeah, yeah, poe and kylo ren Ooh, together yeah it's perfect Tell me, mr spaceman their band oh, yeah 
Uh, that's, that, that's a perfect example. <laughs> and I, no, and then when I saw when I saw like I think I think when I found, when I was watching that film and I saw that scene, and then uh, Adam and Driver showed up, and I'm like, ah, oh, this is a Jacob movie. He's got he's got Adam Driver here. He's got um, uh, Oscar Isaac. It's perfect. It's just missing Lindsay Lohan. It'll be a perfect movie. Exactly. That's the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> missing missing Sir Sir Ronan. What, what did I say? Like oh, Sir Sir. Yeah, like right. Oscar Isaac, right? Uh, and uh, Adam Driver. Yeah, Oscar. I, I, and and Adam Driver, because <laughs> like this is the second movie with Oscar Isaac. So basically, you're saying that, that Jacob Jake like chose. loves Star Wars, the the new sequels. That's what he loves because yeah, he's got Adam Driver favorite. and. <laughs> that's, that's I watch those every weekend, <laughs> just for fun. Just for fun, all three. <laughs> Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, and eat a pizza. And that, that, <laughs> and that scene where he's you know called in like when you put it, I think. The word I'd use like to sum it up is like perspective, right? He doesn't yeah. have perspective at all. He has a skewed perspective of his of himself and his goals. He's just seeing himself. That's all he's looking at. And then he needs to be recognized or validated. And, you know, first of all, this is amazing that he got this session. Like, that's yeah. great. You know, like, think about <laughs> the opportunity that many people never get to just be a session player. You know, you get paid to work with great artists to then build upon your career meet people network like you know that's what i'm, I'm talking about it's like i'm gonna put and like very, yeah it, it may be it may be uh, a corporate and it may be soul-sucking to what your principles are as far as an artist goes stuff like that but this is what frank listener of the podcast hopefully still uh always says to me on my stream mm -hmm. and he says play the game but <laughs> <laughs> like that I, I want to I want to put something that that I wrote down. It's just that I don't know if you picked up on it. And I this is the second time I've seen this movie. I I've seen it when it came out. That's right. because yeah, you recommended it to me actually. Yeah, a while yeah. Ago. It, I, the funny thing is that when I watched it first, it was more about I seen it as like a this is what I was talking about the music business and like artist and expression and what it actually means. I think this time it was more I was watching it as a personal journey of like who he is. And like how he sees the world and like his depression is and as being like a, a bad person. So it was very interesting to see it. Coen Brothers, like always a second viewing, a third viewing, you pick up on more things. But about the whole, what you're saying about the session that he has, the it kind of tells you like the odd random events that occurred for him to get that session. So that I didn't pick up on when I was watching the first time. So essentially he, Justin Timberlake, is a new boyfriend of his old girlfriend, right? Mm -hmm. That he slept with while they were together with the new boyfriend and possibly might got her pregnant, right? Mm -hmm. And she tells him about this with a, within the post-it notes. So he's thinking, okay, we I need to pay for the abortion. Right. This is the first, they don't talk about it yet. But so as they go into the club, he's sitting next to Justin Timberlake well, she goes away and he asks him, hey, can I borrow some money? And Justin Timberlake's, oh, is another girl? And he's like, yeah, yeah. But he's like, I got to talk to. So essentially he's asking oh, man. for money to get what an abortion over a child that possibly could be that person's, right? He's asking for the money right. from Justin Timberlake. That kid could be Justin Timberlake. That's all sorts of messed up of that person, yep. right? He's being a manipulative dick. And that probably caused him... To then call him on the session to come record so he can have some uh, money. To make up some money. To make some money. So he then uses that money to pay for the abortion. Wow. He, did, he doesn't actually because the other girl didn't have the abortion, which was the whole story we're talking about having my child. But just a series of events that, that the ir irony there is that man is technically paying for. <laughs> 
for abortion. I mean, Man. Has no idea about it. Yeah, I didn't pick that up like that. Like the connection. Oh, I had, I'd never picked it up on the first time. It was just like this time because I was watching it from like like the personal story, and I was like, oh my goodness, this guy's really yeah. somewhere. I mean, dark and deep. Like, what a mess. And, and also that scene at the beginning where uh, he lets the cat accidentally out. That is like very close to my heart <laughs> because I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah i know it has happened to me before uh, with our cat paco where it's just oh. like you open the door we paco. In, a, in, a, in an apartment building and he just zoom, you know runs out you know and if you have a crazier cat like who knows what and that feeling of like just not being able to catch the cat is very yeah. stressful cats like are slippery sees, man it's yeah, not like a dog and you, you, you just show food and dog no, will come that, those cat? cats they just zoom they do zoomies <laughs> they're just like and they go into the Ether, never to be seen again. The the tiger, the tiger spirit calls them, and they're gone. Because cats can squeeze into something. Yeah, because like a dog is like you, you, you'll see it most likely, unless it's like chasing something. But a cat. Oh, you can you can always hear the dog going. Yeah, but the the dog is like a you know even as a small dog, it's like you can. It's not going to do stupid decisions like that. Yes, it it might look out, it might like contemplate leaving, but look back at you like, oh, what do you think? It might chase a car or something, but, but the yeah, cat, that's, will, the, like, that's the difference. The cat, you know, you're thinking the cat has gone to the ether. The cat is like on the second floor somewhere, like in a, hiding, hiding in a box. Yeah. <laughs> or, that or, or it did go into the ether. You, one of true. those two. And those are both horrible options. <laughs> oh man. And anyway, so that, you know, those, and I think that whole intro scene of the movie with him, everything going wrong, that was also just a great example of, um, just general, you know, life stuff. I'm sure both of you guys have been in situations where just like things are just going, you know, you, you could metaphorically could find yourself on the subway mm-hmm. with a cat, right? But it could be a different set of circumstances. You might be, you know, I don't know, carrying something else or who knows what. I hate carrying Very things. Very realistic. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a backpack man. You hate what? I hate carrying things. I'm a backpack man. I, I hate going somewhere and not having my hands free i think Dude. that's like the worst thing in the world but you know what i'm talking about like where you're i know put in a situation where you can't escape and you in order to get to point b you need to just be in some situation that's really awkward or not even awkward but just like so stressful because you have no other option yeah and this guy's just his whole life is that but the thing is he never learns from like because i think <laughs> those situations as uncomfortably are he does learn he does learn what does he learn Oh, the cat, he does, yep, he doesn't let the cat, the cat out. That's true. Well, when the that. cat, yeah, I was going to say, the, <laughs> the cat will not go into the ether again. I have to say, in the in the Lewis Dewis movie, Lewis Dewis, Lewis Dewis movies, I think there's like, it's just like some Coen Brothers geniusness. I, I have to point out a couple of, like two things. One is, I totally forgot about this moment. I burst out laughing when he's visiting Adam Driver's couch. She's sleeping there. And his sister, no, his his uh, uh, label guy gives him like in a box of his old duet uh, uh, vinyl LPs, and he he wants to hide it into Adam Driver's uh, like uh, under his uh, what's it called like a table, and realize that there's another box of Adam Driver's vinyls there. Oh no, <laughs> that is such a beautiful moment. There's no one says anything, but just visually. There's no like special cinematic. It's just the action of him just realizing there's another one there. It's just just that uh, this sinking feeling of like the dread of you know just being another musician, just like yeah, like another kick yeah. just in the balls right there. It's yep. just it's so nice. 
And the other thing was just like when, because usually if this was a biography movie, when he finally gets, you know, to Chicago and he meets that producer guy, yep. whatever, the label guy, and he plays, and he plays very well. He's talented. It's emotional. It's amazing. Oh, where he meets Salieri. Yes. And in and, and that moment, he would go, that's perfect. F. Murray Abraham. He's a great actor. And, then, and that's when the montage would become, and he like, he becomes, you know. He becomes... That would be the moment of truth. Like, that's after the mega failure before. This would be the moment where he goes, you're the one. You're the star. Yeah, Yeah, you're the star. And that's... And then, you know, (laughs) this is... It's just... It's just looks at waste until play. And it's like, yeah. No. But you know, it's interesting. Again, like, I think this movie has just a bunch of examples of just opportunity after opportunity that he just... <laughs> it's, true, it's, take, true, you know? it's true it's true it's true this guy says hey and this guy by the way this is again people are being <laughs> super super nice and going out of the way they don't have to this guy could have no. said you're you know you're great you're, uh, you're good but you're not great get out of here you know yeah don't waste my time but he's like listen yeah i can put you in a trio or whatever and you can you know be a session musician earn some cash you know you know work on it like you know if you were you know in his position, he'd be like, that's amazing. I appreciate it. I'm going to do that. Great. And then you'll meet people. And then you'll, you know, figure out, carve your path out from there. And he just, just, and he's like, it's just this weird fixation on like a principle, which is like, in essence, it's good what he's doing. He's trying to stay true to himself and his yeah. principles. It's good, right? Nothing wrong with that. But the the lengths he takes that is just, he's not at all incorporating with the real world and how it works. And yeah, just a really, really interesting thing. He's not taking it in a human up because if we look at Rada, right, she also has to go through this because there's the the producer who's making her, you know, like just whitewash her play and completely lose any sort of whatever she put in her the culture there yeah. and her point of view. That's all gone. And she in the end has to say, no, like, I won't do this. I won't do it, you know, just to be successful. I'd rather do, I'd rather pave my own way, which is what Lewis is doing as well. It's just that... He's got a really skewed point point of view. I think it's yeah, just, just extremely skewed. Yeah, because she's come to terms with, for instance, at the end, it's pretty much like alluded to the fact that she comes to terms with that she doesn't know, you know, if she'll be successful. Who knows if she'll even do a crazy ton of music? But for her, it's just more important to to do what she you know loves to do and to stay true to herself. Um, and she's she's happy to do that, right? to pursue yeah. that um and she's making use of all the opportunities like did you notice for instance like yes definitely you know working with d and like you know she's uh immediately trying to understand how that world works and how people do it there and you know she's uh you know apologizing to her best friend slash agent you know she's like she's making all the right moves to correct her mistakes how she maybe behaved badly or and she does you know she, do some stuff which is really not nice but everyone does that you know she she has moments. awareness. She has awareness. It's it's, it's not like she understands. I think yeah. she has the same motives. Both of them the same motives, but she has a more healthier approach to yeah, what that she, means. She yeah. works at it, and she's making her way through that. And like again, the conclusion is that she at the end it kind of makes peace with who knows what'll happen with this. You know, it's yeah. optimistic, but at the same time, she's not setting a bar which is impossible to reach. Um, whereas, for instance, like Lou and Davis, like honestly. <laughs> He is like, he has the mentality of a teenager who just believes <laughs> he's owed uh, yes. you know, superstardom. And, and not only that, but he's owed superstardom. Yeah, it reminds me of, it's not really, I, I never felt like he was owed like superstar. I don't think he's looking for that. Because I don't think there was even a superstardom in that. Protecting I, his 
Well, yeah, but not not superstar, but you know what I'm saying, like validation well, just record, yes. like across the board. So that means that, like, you know, be it record yes, labels, yes, validation, yes, publications, uh, playing a large larger <laughs> venues with people who are appropriate for his audience. You know, like he maybe wants he thought he wants to be lined up. Yeah, he wanted to be Bob Dylan before Bob Dylan was Bob Dylan. Like he would maybe right. in his head, and he thought like, you know, he's talented, he's got the music, he's doing in the work. Why is this not happening? Instead of having and and going into a tunnel version vision and then, like I said you know he could be in a depression because of what happened to him he could not get out of this this loop right he was just yeah, stuck in a this good, a good word is this, like he doesn't know how to pivot you know he has absolutely no ability to pivot you know and, and successful people I think they are masters at pivoting if the one thing doesn't work you pivot and try something else or you try the same thing you're trying to do in a different way in a different context in a different. Uh, you know, circumstance, uh, if that, you know, like if, like I said, again, like if you're running a business of trying to be a musician, if you're realizing that you aren't gaining the, you know, quantitative success that you want, well, maybe you're doing it wrong. You know, his approach of <laughs> crashing on people's couches and playing the same bar yeah. for what a how, X amount of years, I mean, you have to sit down and go, not working, let's try something else. But but I love it because the irony is, you know, it's just Bob Dylan there in that play uh, playing. And, and they said in the movie, hey, you know, New York's time is going to be down here today. And I oh, think yeah, Bob yeah, Dylan yeah. was discovered. He was playing in one of these clubs and a newspaper came and saw him. He also Lewin, right? What? He Who was also what? playing when time was there. I'm, I'm confused by the question. Oh, well, like Lewin Davis. Lewin what? You question? Yes, he was playing. Was yes, yes. When the, when the press was, was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I and I I think it was alluding to that point because I know like Bob Dylan was discovered by whatever some 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 magazine doing a little review of of a show and that kind of kicked off his you know the whole career. So they're kind of suggest, suggesting that he didn't get that opportunity, yeah. quote unquote, because Bob Dylan Obviously. overshadowed him. Yeah, yeah. But it's just that you know, like it's it's your attitude, and it's like the world is is a chaotic place, and <laughs> you can't control it. Yeah, except I, yourself, I, I yeah. want to say at the end of the day, you know. I think sort of lesson learned from both of these is just that all these things are, are super random and it's all dependent on, you know, the more times you just attempt something, you know, your, your possibility of, of getting something out of it or back just increases. But again, that depends on the circumstances, you know, there isn't like a guarantee that if you just do the grind, yeah, you know, for 10 years, like, David Llewellyn, Lulu, Lulu, David Lulu. Lou, I can't Lou, help it. I can't. I can't say his name anymore. F- it's gone now. I feel like yeah, because yeah. because I want to circle back to what I was saying. I was gonna go ahead, Phil. I want okay. go ahead, Phil. Go. I know you have a delay, so you have. I just trouble, felt like so I go go talk. Yeah, I'm. I'm still delayed. I wanted to say that. Um, I think what these two things, these two movies, told me is that like what you said, Jake, it's like, as far as opportunities is concerned, you know, it's random, it's completely like serendipitous many times. And it's very like, and there's no guarantee that you, if you keep trying more and more that it will happen, there's no guarantee of that, you know, it's like Russian yeah. roulette without well, knowing well, the well, bullets but inside. To add to that, it's like what I meant more about the randomness isn't so wait, much like. Wait, mm, sorry, you're not finished. <laughs> the delay. No, I'm not I finished. <laughs> I just wanted to say what I think. What matters is being satisfied with yourself. You know, 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I was going to... Yeah, definitely. I wanted to... But at the same time, <laughs> depending <laughs> on like what person. the goals are that you want to achieve, and this is something that hits me really hard because that's where I am at the moment. Like, I'm just thinking, like, what you know like if i'm if i want to do something i should start doing something you know yeah I think but the in, less... at the same time i'm I'm like not you know i'm content at, at, at a certain point you know what i mean mm. no you're content with like content with what like <clears throat> when i was a, when i was younger i had these big huge aspirations you guys know that yeah. right it's like the big movies and all that stuff. And was, when you get older you realize you realize <laughs> hey, you realize the the yeah. the, the how many layers and layers of, uh, um, uh, what do you call that? Like cake. What? <laughs> no, no. Trick. Like how many layers, how many complexity. algorithms? I don't want to say algorithms, but like very, yeah, complexity and like layers of different people involved that go into that. And then you just go, that's the nature of the beast. This is what it actually is. And then you go like, you don't really need that. You don't need that to feel you know, because everything that you imagine that you want to do is never going to be a hundred percent. So for me, it was always now it's, now it is like, I'll just try to find something that I can do on my own or something that I can do that's possible, you know, like, and I don't mean that in a way of like, Oh, it's not possible to do something like this, but just feeling content in what you do is a lot, you know, it has a lot of strength of mind. And I feel like those, these two movies kind of emphasize that in a way yeah I do you think know what that, i mean yeah you, you basically do the the work with what you have and you are always you know developing your own um craft and i think that you know that the bar is pretty much what you set it to be is you know where do you want to be that bar is what you set it to be yeah as a musician or whatever what are you satisfied with and if you can you know I always thought like when I was younger, I had like um, something I told myself is like the goal isn't to impress anyone, it's to impress yourself. And if you impress yourself, you know, of course, given that you are trying to at least look at it reasonably and not just like everything I make is beautiful, <laughs> you know, like just in a, gen in a genuine sense. <laughs> oh, like, wow, I'm amazed like, myself. I'm Jacob. glad I did yeah. that. Yeah. It, it, it's essentially, uh, yeah. well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, us telling uh, <laughs> the audience what is the right way, but it, it, we're just well, like... No, we're just saying our way is what we think. Yeah, yeah, just like even what I don't know, movie. I feel like this is the truth of the matter. I mean, it's, it's, like we said, there's a lot of variables, yeah. and it also depends on your personal idea of your goals, and what happens mm. is a lot of times you may not That's know the thing, what but your it's, goals It's up are. to you to decide. Yeah, but you also you might not be that, sure. Okay, you know? you're right, you're right. I keep forgetting yeah, Maybe you're that, thinking, yeah. I want to... Sorry. <laughs> you know, like, maybe you're thinking, oh, I want to express myself as an artist, but your, your kind of uh, measuring stick is is recognition and validation, mm -hmm. and essentially you're, you're telling yourself you want one thing, but you want something else, you know? Mm -hmm. And and it's like, but if you truly want to, if your goal is truly to express yourself, you shouldn't wait for these big opportunities never to have wait. the chance that's to do the, that. I think, that. I think we can all agree that's a lesson. That's like, yeah. you never wait. You start today. Like you literally, if you want to learn something or get better at something or continue what you continue at what you're good at, you just keep at it. You know, I think that's one rule that pretty much never fails is that you'll always, yeah. um, you know, you'll get somewhere, you know, which is the important part. I just wanted to mention the last thing with the randomness that Phil you were mentioning. I mentioned earlier mm -hmm. what I meant more <laughs> about that wasn't that it's, it's so much like it's not like random factors determine if you'll be successful. What I meant is that it's random in the sense no, that no, I don't mean that. Okay, 
this delay is dreadful. This is horrible. Yeah, my dramatic entrances. All the circumstances at play are random in the in the sense that at the end of the day, you will have to sit by yourself and determine what are your next actions in this complex That's exactly what I wanted to say, yeah. the world, and especially if you're in some industry. And it, you know, it goes from everything from just having a job and having a career to pursuing some dream. It's just like, you are the person who has to think of the next steps. And That's like, exactly what I want to go and how am I going to get there? And you don't know, but you're like, maybe this thing will work. And no one's going to, you know, sit you down and be like, you know, no one's going to do it. No. You know, you can't have it. I feel like that's what I've learned a lot when you live by yourself. Live by yourself. Yeah. And what live we're talking about at the beginning is that's the preferred way of getting there. Because if you go the opposite way, if that you are maybe still don't have a plan and you don't have an idea and mm-hmm. somebody discovers you and you become successful and you put that place, then you don't know how you got there. It wasn't your plan. Because a lot of people are ready and willing to determine where you're going to go, you know? And that's also something, like, I think, you know, people probably we look up to who are successful, who we maybe admire for what they make or maybe who they are. I think that they also probably, I'm assuming, have that sort of, you know, ability or strength to, you know, say no to people in the healthy sense and be like, I'm doing that. And if you think about that, that's and that's insanely difficult too, because you know, if you're surrounded by people um, who are you know sort of helping you and like suggesting or guiding what you should do, it's very easy to be like that makes sense. You know, I'll do that, and then you know, it's much yeah, harder totally. to say like I don't want to do that. I'm going to do something else. Because imagine now you're in a situation where you know success is is writing or money, you know, or contracts or yeah. everything's intertwined. You're struggling like artist, like can't pay the rent. The Kurt Cobain thing, right? Like, from what I heard is like, you know, he was in the situation where he had this three album or whatever record deal signed with Sony. And it's like, he can't turn off the machine. You know, the machine is on and there's so many people involved. It's just this thing that doesn't stop. And you can't just wake up and be like, hey, uh, record label, I'm stopping now. You know, yeah, because they're their business. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They don't. They they have no responsibility for your. They're the, you know you sign the deal and they're the business. They're here to make uh, yeah, it's a dollars. Business, yeah. yeah, they have people to pay for what they're working and they want to grow. It's and like that's, that's that's the other thing too. Is like you know in you know the ways of the world. It's like everything is about leverage. You know how much leverage do you have? You know as a person, as a business person, as a talent, whatever you are, whatever you want to be. You know, that's why, you know, people who are, who are very successful, I think that they have the leverage and they, they kind of like figured out what their leverage is and they work towards. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, that that's, leverage. we're on a different level then. Yeah. yeah. But I'm just saying like, but that's something to keep in mind, I think in general, because, you know, you don't want to be like, for instance, like, you know, Lewin got his name right. Yeah, he was thinking his leverage is that he's just pure talent, you know, that was it. That was his playing card. He's just like. If I just yeah. go in front of the man, you know, he will say, you're on. We're going to go make, you know, millions, not about money, but like we're going to go yeah. give you an opportunity. Yeah. People um, recognize you for what you are. But he wasn't thinking about like, what am I supposed to do? What's my strategy? You know, that sounds so boring, but that's unfortunately, that's just like reality. I don't know. It's, 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 it's I, I wouldn't say it's, it's black and white, but it's really depends what, you know, you got to think of what you want and what is, yeah. what are you content with is, you know, and how much recognition, how much validation is important to you. And, you know, there's different philosophies on going about it. Like I'm always admire people who are just like, if they work on a craft, they're completely self 
that whole validation is not important. They'll just like, they'll keep mm-hmm. working on something, you know, just that classic craftsman. I'm just like, okay, this is what I want to get better at and I'll keep yeah. working on. And, and you have these people around. They're just so phased by that whole attention grabbing thing that I'm like suffering. <laughs> so as a child, it's like, mommy, did I do good? You know, just that whole. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, but so, but really depends on the person. Like how, what are your capabilities and what your, how you see the exactly. world. Exactly. Fun times, fun times. I just love listening to... Fun times. To listening to, um, what's it called? Uh, Roger Deakins' podcast. Because the interview... I say that. Yeah, I, I know. Come I on. Could've, it's, I could have jinxed it. <laughs> yeah, Roger. There was also, there was another... Po- Dude, I spent like an hour looking for a podcast. Somebody was talking about this movie. I had a faint hint. It was Mark Maron, the one who has the WTF podcast. And he was talking about like how of, of an asshole this character and how much he related to him. But I looked up all the episodes and he never talks to the Coen brothers. And I couldn't figure out who the hell was he talking to about this movie. And the dude has like 400, 500 episodes. So there's no way I could find that. But I was like, there was a what? perfect... What, what is he referencing? He's just talking about this movie. And he's talking about the character oh. of... And he's just like, he specifically was talking about that moment where he's driving past that sign to see his son. And he was just like, look, this was his one opportunity to, to connect to a human being and he just like drives by and he, he was specifically talking yeah. about that and i really wanted to listen to it just to find out more but i couldn't find it but what i was talking about is oh. roger deacon sorry just like he interviews like people who in a business and that are successful one way or another and they're from all sorts of like part of the crew you know script supervisors gaffers dps producers mm-hmm. whoever it is and they always start with like hey you know, how did you start out to get into business and did you always want to do this? The stories, most of the times, how people get places is yeah. just ridiculous. It's like... <laughs> That's amazing, right? It's like, I love it's that. like, oh, I was doing business for this and then this came. It's like, it's so yeah. like real and like, not like this one linear story of like, I decided to be a... Uh, like no one director at up, age of 11 like i know but also some people do some that some people do that and yes. they it works but they're rare yeah it's rare i would say yeah and usually sure. it's like a family members in the business <laughs> so that's oh, what it yeah, boils down yeah, but yeah. i, I, I don't want to forgot, be cynical like, about that but it's just that's yeah that's true but but it's but it's also like it was refreshing to hear the other stories instead of this like classic like you know the path of somebody has a goal and they drive for that goal for 30 years and they achieve it. It's like, that's well, just my favorite 1%. Are, are also people who not only, like you said, get into what they're doing through all these, um, you know, circumstances and this windy story that's like loops and goes crazy places until they get somewhere. Uh, my favorite stories are also people who discover that they like doing something more, trying to pursue something else first. Yes, yes, yes. This this is the thing for three years, and then suddenly they're like, someone introduced them. Have you tried this? And they're like, yeah. And then like <laughs> in half a year, they're like way better at that. And they're just oh, this is that. what I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. This is. But those people are the most interesting people because I think that they have that, like I said, that ability to pivot. And I think that's something I think to strive for is to have this like to be open. And to like maybe look at yourself less as like I'm defined by one thing, but to think about like, oh, if I have some capabilities in this, maybe I can transfer that over there. I'm a big fan of that sort of like lateral, you know, kind of like thinking and, Mm -hmm. you know, exploring stuff. And I think it makes things much more interesting than just doing one thing forever. But that's me. Obviously, not everyone's like that. It's true. It's true. If you want to direct Pirates of the Caribbean 7, as Phil does, you chase that dream, Phil. You chase that Black Pearl. 
Chase it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, so I'd, I'd say... Uh, nice, that's a good one. I would okay. say that both these movies, wouldn't you guys agree? I think we seem to be in agreement. For me, I really enjoyed both of them, and uh, I had a really nice time watching them. And um, I think they were they were good. Yeah. I would recommend both. Definitely, definitely. Especially yeah, they're great. You, they're good. They're good. I, I do like... In music too. Oh, just, just, I think it's just art as in general. I have to... Like ex- expression yeah. art, not applied art, like design or something. Yeah, I like, I like the... Pro- I, I liked, I liked the professionalism and the, uh, the vivid, like, imagination and, uh, the very clever way that the Coen brothers... By the way, speaking of which... I did not know it was directed <laughs> by the Coen brothers oh, until okay. the end of the movie. <laughs> it's, it's not, and I went, "What? Oh, really? This makes sense." Oh, okay. Because it said, "Because it said CBS Films at the beginning," oh. and I thought this is going to be like a TV movie. Oh, uh, I just, didn't understand. But they, you know, was they, it like this it's for just you, some but generic. The movie is very like dark, like cinematographic. Okay, so usually they go with Deakins. Yeah, yeah, cinnamon, cinematography. Yes, usually cinnamon. with Deakins, who is very versatile as far as like he's very naturalistic, but he can change. Like if you watch his like, who is this? Was this Deakins? No, this was not Deakins. This is the thing. This was not Deakins. This was this guy. No, he no. has a very specific style, and he uses it for all his movies. Um, the DP is see. Bruno Del Bonel, um, and he did. Um, you remember Emile, the French movie, Emile Poulin? Do you ever watch that? Like two thousand one. Amelie. Amelie, sorry, that's the one. Yes. Yeah, he, and he did. Oh right, she. He loves the. He loves that glow. The glow he yes. loves the glow. He always has super soft lighting. Never any harsh shadows. Everything is super soft, and he also loves the glow. He did a Harry Potter Half Blood Prince, Sexy Zebra. Uh, he did Dark Shadows. He, oh, that's the worst. I hated that movie because of the cinematography. <laughs> he just uses the same style. He never. It was changes so it. dark. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did he do? He, it was like a swamp. He did the dark shadows for Tim Burton. The dark shadows. Um, oh man, now I I can see it because like, okay. I always see that glow. It looks like a video game sometimes. <laughs> it's a weird look, I have to say. Like I think it kind of fits with this movie, but I still like from time to time it'll be distracting sure. to me. I would be like, I just why is this so weird? Personally, I just didn't like. I didn't like enjoy that aspect of it. It just yeah. felt very like almost like. I almost felt gloomy. like you'd have yeah gloomy. I almost feel like you you already have the subject matter. I feel like you didn't need to just like mm. you know rub it in with the uh, <laughs> with Vaseline. Yeah, it's like that's it how you get the like effect. Lens was smudged the entire film. Mm. I think that's the old school way to do it. Maybe this is digital, but I don't know if he still smears Vaseline on his lenses. To get no, but it looks like it though. Yeah. It's so green. Everything was green. <laughs> all the faces were yellow and white. They're all like sickly. Like everyone's about to die. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Do we lose Phil? What happened? Yeah. I don't know. Did his board ever run out? No, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. My internet might run out. I hate this situation. <laughs> Stupid internet. Oh man, there he is. So yeah, uh, two thumbs up, uh, I'd say. Um, <laughs> I love remark. you're so enthusiastic about that. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. What? One well, one oh, for each movie. Me. I am enthusiastic about it. I just I just said it. Nothing. Different. Yeah, you are. I know. It's just so funny. It was just great how you said it. It made me laugh. Yeah, I, th- I think I think if, if uh, DJ was There's nothing wrong about that. That's a positive. Oh, yeah. good, good. Thanks. Yeah, no, I think you're just finishing up. I think you're just like winding down. You're just like, yeah. 
Well, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else you <laughs> yeah, want to say? Yeah, two thumbs up. No. All right. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm still open to I liked 40-year-old version better than this, than the other oh, one. Oh, yeah? In mm, my yeah. opinion. I, I think I enjoyed it more. Yeah, sure. I, thought it, I thought it felt more homemade, mm-hmm. you know, and it was... There, there were some things that I related to more in that first one. For than sure, I, I, I agree. The second 100%. one, I think the the Coen Brothers one was more like dramatic, whereas this mm-hmm. one was more like realistic slash optimistic. It felt more like maybe maybe easy more easily to um, relate to. Hmm. I think for me it was like the uh, the first one I enjoyed because it was a different experience. So I had like a pleasant time being engaged, but to me, it's it was more comfortable, natural to watch a Coen Brothers oh, movie just because of because of the, like the point of view. I like that sort of. That's so mm-hmm. interesting. That's Cynical, interesting. ironic, like that was more like mm, good stuff. This one because like even some of the like the uh, uncomfortable scenes, it was like oof, for me in the first movie, like when she stopped. That's can't true. Rap, I agree with that for sure. That one we just felt like oof, oof. it felt like yeah, more. There were no yeah. scenes like that in the Coen Brothers one for sure. It's a different kind of beast altogether, but good movies nonetheless, both, yes. Mm. Yes, I also connected, by the way, uh, if you'll be proud of me, that they both have, you know, predominantly New York, right? Oh, you're right, location. you're right. That's true. It's different, different, so, different, different parts of the city. Different times. Different People times driving around. York. Yeah. New York. Let's see, do we have any accidental connections still? I think I think we, we, we mentioned all of them. New York. <laughs> New York. <laughs> I love the hobo, the her hobo friend. <laughs> The hobo, yeah. Oh, that guy, yeah. Just ungrateful for his sandwich. That, that's that's basically Lou and Davis in the future. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> look at him. I wanted to say no, that. No, He's no, just no, like no. angry I there. Still would consider like pure depressing because we don't know. We don't know what. He, we don't maybe know. He changed as a man. Maybe he, he did something. Maybe after the the Marines or not Marines. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe he did something else. You know. The Navy? No, the Navy. He no, didn't get that job. Go? He didn't get that job because he because yeah, he, <laughs> he lost his license. No, maybe he oh, earned some true. money from the gig, got his license. Well, if we're looking at the if it's based on the real man, the real man sung until the end of his life. There you go. See, maybe he did it. Yeah. Maybe you did. Maybe you did. This is winding out too slow. Could someone come on, Jacob? You're the host. Can you well, finish this I, off? I, I, okay, I um, we were finishing up. Jacob, gonna, come I on. Give me the opportunity to say final words. Come on, boy. You guys were like complaining come about on, my winding down. But yeah, but no, it's good. Winding down is good. I was, I was. Yeah. I wasn't complaining. I laughed because it was funny and I loved it. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Okay, and they loved me. Down. Just do the Instagram and all that stuff and thank people. Right, and so, good thank you, everyone, um, for listening. You made it thus far. To another episode of Two Fold Podcast. You can hit us up on the usual channels. Uh, we're on Instagram. We post the the post, so this will be on Instagram. You can like see it with your eyes, and then you can like comment underneath. That's right. And like it. We we'll also save it on your, on your <laughs> iTunes slash. Oh yeah, all your podcast. Well, that has already happened because they're listening to us. That's right. That's right. And uh, you know write something that would be cool uh let us know if you saw the movies i was thinking today like everyone who listens to this you dear listener mm-hmm. um we never announced what we were gonna watch maybe it's a good idea to announce and so people can watch with us so they can have something watched too true, true. Uh, if they want to so that's something to think that's good about. that's a good idea didn't think of that also thinking like, you know, you know what, book, I'm, book some club, drawing but movie and club. 
I need to draw. I need to learn how to draw cloth. Cloth is so hard to draw. <laughs> I thought you were going to say cloth. Learn how to draw cloth. And cloth. Uh, with that, uh, we will say thank you once again for listening. Uh, yeah. Boys, and I enjoy the spooky episode. episode from Spooky Days. It's true. This was my version of spooky. Spooky, spooky music. And uh, that's about it, right? That's about it. Good day to you. Good day to me. Good day. Alright. Bye bye. By the way, Philip, I have a surprise for you uh, at the beginning of the recording. You both clapped. I did something else. Three, two, one. (laughs) That was a nice one. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is what I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. Johnny, do you have that one in the can? Good. Yeah, yeah.